Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker best-selling author and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. It's wonderful we have a community newspaper that believes in the value of independent local journalism and the power of print to focus on community issues without being lost in the online blizzard of information, national news, fake news, social media prattle, and cat videos. A print newspaper should be a mirror of the community it serves and dedicated to digging deep into local topics without fear or favor. If you haven't noticed, the Reno News and Review is back in the racks. In the nearly 30 years this newspaper has been published, I regularly picked it up at restaurants, markets, and coffee shops. Those red news boxes were on many street corners, and businesses often had a rack near their entrance. Now it seems like they're hard to find because those racks were stashed in the back through the pandemic. The good news is that they print 25,000 papers each month and distribute them across 700 northern Nevada distribution points. So please keep looking and pick up your free copy of the Reno News and Review today. Joining me is Jimmy Bogle, the publisher and executive editor for the Reno News and Review. So Jimmy, welcome. My pleasure. I was so excited when I found the newspaper again. It's like, whoa, very cool. So let's start with why you think having a local printed newspaper is a benefit to the readers and the community as a whole. Well, online news is great. It's easier to do. You don't have to worry about printing and distribution and all of that. But the fact of the matter is there are a lot of people either due to resources or habit or a fear of technology, they don't get their news online. They still go and they print up, pick up a print newspaper. And so for those people who may not have broadband access or who may you know, not know how to use an iPhone properly or who just people who have gotten into a habit of sitting in a coffee shop and reading a newspaper, that's why a print newspaper is still important here in 2023. Awesome. So one of the things that I really love about Reno News and Review is you don't get into a lot of you know, what's trending today. You really dial into what is going on in the northern Nevada community through arts, the culture, events. So this is what sets you apart. What else sets you apart? 
Well, the fact that we're independent, I mean, the other large, not that we're large, but the other big print media news source in town is the Reno Gazette Journal, and it's owned by Gannett Corporation, which is a company that over the last four years has cut half of its staff, literally, in part because they had a ill-advised merger with Gatehouse Media. And as a result, they have a big debt load, and so they're having to cut a lot of things to pay that debt. So we're independent. I, you know, went to high school just down the street here at Wooster High School, um, I was born at St. Mary's Hospital. Frank Mullen, our editor, has, is a Nevada Newspaper Hall of Famer. So what really sets us apart is the fact that we're independent. We're part of the community, even though I split my time between Reno and Palm Springs. And, uh, you know, that's what really sets us apart is we are in the community. We aren't owned by some suits and some corporate company in Virginia. You know, we're owned by you know, locals. The people that do a lot of your reporting also embedded in the community. So tell us about some of the features. So maybe there are people that are like, oh, wow, Reno News and Review is back, been very familiar with it. Those that have never picked one up, what would they expect to find? Well, the first thing is they're going to find a really amazing, well-reported cover story, usually by Frank Mullen, our editor. The one in our current issue, our April edition, um, is actually about the geothermal plant that is going to possibly be put in Gerlach. And, you know, we Frank went out there and spent a day with the residents and talked to them and really looked at how, if this plant goes in, how it would really affect the community. He also talked to, obviously, the company that wants to put it in the plant. Um, beyond that, you're going to find local columns by me, by Sheila Leslie. Um, we've got a column called On Nevada Business, which is written by uh, Matt Westfield, who's with the College of Business up at UNR. And then in our arts coverage, we've got, you know, a local cocktail columnist, Michael Moberly, who has his pulse on things. We've got a local wine columnist, Steve Noel. We've got Bob Grimm, who's been reviewing movies for the News Review for over 25 years. So we really try to get people from the community who know about a topic, and we share via the News Review their wisdom and what they know. All right. So how important is it from, you know, being independent, you don't have to well, let's say just from a politics standpoint, if I'm owned by a newspaper and they tend to swing left, right, independent, whatever, how important is it for you guys to be somewhat neutral in what you're reporting? Uh, I don't think we have to be neutral. I think we call it how we see it. We don't have, you know, we don't care what advertisers say or think. We don't care what, you know, there's not a corporate over there. You know, we are going to call it how we see it. And if that means calling BS on something. You know, we're going to be fair. We're going to give both sides of every issue um, and we're going to, you know, really do what's best for our community in terms of getting rid of the BS and calling it how it is. So how do you find stories then? Certain things that are happening that will affect northern Nevada or the whole state, as a matter of fact. But how do you really dig down and find these stories, which a lot of them are human interest? We're in the community. That's simple. You know, our March edition was um, Frank Mullen did a story on the antique shop on Wells Avenue, which is the last was the last freestanding antique store, although another one just opened. And, you know, there are a lot of antique malls and everything like that. Well, this is a slice of life story. You know, this is an antique store that's been there for over, I think, almost 40 years. And, you know, he went there with our photo editor, Dave Robert, and looked around and got a bunch of amazing photos of the stuff in there. These things just come from being in the community. You know, you know what's going on in Gerlach with the geothermal situation. Um, 
when we came back into print last June, our first couple cover stories had to do with the housing crisis. Um, we did a story on how rents have gone so high, and then we did a story on evictions. And, you know, so you just being out in the community, uh, we don't have a problem finding stories. We have so many stories, we don't have enough people to report on them. That's our issue is not finding stories. It's having the resources to tell as many as we can. Absolutely. And then, of course, and then to balance that with what else is happening, the fun stuff, right? So I know you guys concentrate a lot on the fun stuff. So tell us about that, how how you decide what's cool. Well, we've got experts. You know, we've got Jessica Santina, who's one of the best theater writers in town. She's been writing for the News Review for a long time. You know, she knows everyone in the theater community, so she knows what the cool stuff is to focus on theater. Same with arts, same with the food and drink coverage. I mentioned some of our columnists earlier. You know, it's, again, it really comes down to being in the community, knowing people, being active, you know, following what's going on, and just telling the readers, you know, what they know and and talking to other people who know what they know and just sharing the information in that way. Really, there's not it's not hard to come up with topics. The the, the biggest issue we've got these days is is finding enough resources and people and talent to tell the stories of Reno, Sparks, Carson City and beyond. What's even more fascinating, Jimmy, is that this newspaper is free. For most newspapers, like if you're paying for the Reno Gazette Journal, you are paying for someone to personally bring it to your house, sometimes with limited success, every day. So our our, our um, costs are a lot lower because we put it in 700 locations everywhere from 10 papers on up to, I think, a couple locations have about 250 papers a month. And we have people go and, and put them there, and then other people pick them up. Um, our biggest challenge, actually, in print was there are no printers left in northern Nevada. And so when we started looking at coming back into print almost a year ago, I had to get bids from Las Vegas and Tracy, California and Chico, California, which is where the Gazette Journal is printed. And that was the biggest challenge because A, newsprint costs are up, B, gas prices are a little high. And see, there aren't as many printers as there used to be. You know, when the Swift printer shut down in Carson City, that was a huge blow to a lot of newspapers who simply can't print anymore. A lot of high school newspapers and college newspapers, they don't have any way to really get printed that's cost effective. And it costs about twice as much to do every cop, every print run of the Reno News Interview um, as it did before the pandemic. And that's why we're monthly, because they're just there's no way to do a weekly newspaper, both in terms of the time, in terms of having it shipped up from Las Vegas, and in terms of financial resources to pay for that. Yeah, but the good news is that people can advertise, and that's yes. how you're going to <laughs> pay for getting this uh, news and review printed. So. Yeah, and we actually we made a conscious decision when we came back into print that even though our print costs are about twice as much as they are, our rates aren't twice as much as they were before the pandemic. I think they're about 10% higher. We really tried to keep our rates down so local businesses can afford to advertise in the news interview. And the other way that um, we're able to pay our bills right now is reader support. Before the pandemic, we didn't ask readers, you know, for, hey, if you want to support us, you can. Um, whereas now we're free, we're free online, we're free in print. We always will be. Think free has been our motto since 1995. And, uh, you know, we ask readers if if you have the wherewithal to send five bucks a month or whatever to help us out. And a lot of readers have. That's really helped us, you know, pay our bills since we came back from the pandemic and returned to print um, last June. Yeah, because you still can get out to the Reno News and Review online. 
as yes. well. Yes, there are no paywalls. Our print edition's free. We're always going to be free. There's nothing that we're hiding behind some sort of thing where you have to log in or whatever. Everything is free and it always will be. Yeah, that's very good. I'm speaking with Jimmy Bogle, who is the publisher and executive editor of the Reno News and Review. We have to go to break. When we come back, we're going to find out what's coming up in the next edition. We'll be right back. A gratifying career as a CSA Head Start teacher or early Head Start teacher is your chance of a lifetime. My name is Eileen O'Malley. I've been working with Head Start for about a year now. I love my job. I love my career. I love this company. Not only do I get to make a uh, good impression with children, I also get to be involved in my community. I prefer working at CSA for multiple reasons. Um, I have more support. I have more room for growth. And we have smaller class sizes. Visit CSAReno.org. Often, people come to Sage International Incorporated because they have a dream. The dream of owning their own business. But of course, they have absolutely no idea where to begin. Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, developed the six proven steps to success program to tap into her years of experience teaching Next Level for Entrepreneurs, a business planning class offered through the Nevada Small Business Development Center. The six proven steps to success program is about business development, yours, And because every client is so unique, it's completely tailored to where you are now and where you would like to go, based on a shared goal that we develop a plan that's been noodled through together. The goal is to identify the right actions that will produce the best results in the proper sequence. If you want more information on how you can work directly with Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva, please call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 and ask about the six proven steps to success program. This is Peter from Nevada Real Estate Radio. I talk about the subjects that help you as a home buyer, seller, or investor. Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursdays, 3 p.m. on 93.7 FM. Nevada Real Estate Radio. Welcome back and thank you for tuning into the Sherry Hill Show. Very excited chatting with Jimmy Bogle, who is the publisher and executive editor for the Reno News and Review, the free local paper you can find in racks at your grocery stores, restaurants. They've been around for, gosh, almost 30 years, and I've been an avid reader for 30 years. But, Jimmy, there was a glitch, right? So something happened in about 2020. It, like, disappeared. So let's talk about why you guys came roaring back and how we can ensure that it doesn't disappear off the racks again. Yeah, March 19th, 2020, the, uh, until last year, the last print edition of the News Review came out. It said we're suspending publication. Um, the former owners of the paper were extremely print-focused. You know, we're print-focused, but... All of a sudden, when you're in a world where 85% or more of your advertisers can't advertise because everything's closed and people can't pick up your paper at the places they're used to, a print edition of a newspaper at that point becomes a difficult challenge. Um, The other paper I own, the Coachella Valley Independent, we stayed open throughout that, but we went from a 40-page paper to a 24-page paper. We cut our circulation in half, and still people didn't pick them up because it was a time when everyone was staying inside. And so as a result, the former owners, they actually shut down the news and review. They brought it back in a limited fashion in um, online, 
And uh, Frank Mullen, to his credit, he's the reason why the paper is still here. He started writing for the paper without really asking them if he wanted to. (laughs) And uh, they were smart enough to bring him on as the editor, and he kept it going online. Um, The former owners and I, I I was the editor of the News Review back in 2000, 2001. As a summer intern back in 1996, I had my first uh, byline outside of college in the the Reno News Review. And so it's a paper that meant a lot to me. And um, I came on... Uh, last January, I'm sorry, January 2022, um, and I took it over because I was afraid that if if I didn't do it, no one else would. And so we are, you know, we came back, we added a lot of content in, we did, redid our website, we brought it back into print, and we're now basically breaking even, which compared to where the news interview was this time last year is a huge deal. Yeah, so you guys are talking about, you know, doing some internal so that the Reno News and Review, should, Jimmy, should you decide to say, see you later, right, that it can continue on, a succession. Yeah, a lot of people realize how important the news review is to the community and how local news, how important it is to the community. And so we are starting the process of exploring converting the news interview into a nonprofit. Basically how that would work, um, or one of the ways it could work, is essentially we would start a nonprofit, uh, get a board of directors, hopefully a development director, and then they would essentially buy it from my company for a dollar and it would become an asset asset of that nonprofit. And that would allow several things. Number one is obviously any um, donations that are given to the news interview would be tax deductible. Right now they aren't because we are, at least in theory, a for-profit company. Um, the other thing it would do is it would put a support structure behind the news interview. So if something bad happened like another pandemic or a you know bad recession, or I get hit by a bus um, on the way uh, after the after the show. The the paper has a support structure behind it, so it continues and it doesn't just go away like it did for twenty six months um, during the pandemic. Absolutely, and so you know one of the cool things that I've heard from you know people who read Reno News and Review is really a lot of focus on, let's say, local talent, musicians, because nowhere else does anybody know who's out here in our community unless you attend an art town or you happen to know someone in the music industry. So how important is it for you guys to really feature a lot of the really great bands, musicians, artists, Otherwise, we would have no idea they're here. Well, I'll tell you an anecdote. My first byline ever in the news interview, I I need to go through the bound volumes. This was before we were online and double check. It was either my first or second, but I'm pretty sure it was first. My first byline as a summer intern in 1996 was talking about this brand new thing Reno was trying called Art Town. And I think it's kind of funny that that was my first ever story. And the growth of the news and review and the growth of the art community, you know, the growth of art town, I think I don't think it's a coincidence that they happen simultaneously because the news and review was such a big part of the arts community in terms of telling people what's going on and giving artists the exposure that they weren't getting otherwise. And so that's really one of our big focuses is arts and entertainment. You know, we have a lot of strong investigative news, but over half of our coverage is dedicated to food and arts because if a community doesn't have culture, it doesn't have good restaurants, it doesn't have museums, really what are people going to do? And so that's why one of our big focuses is on arts and entertainment and always has and always will be. Right. So that's why it's important that a local independent newspaper exists because it really does bind the community to the people and what's interesting and what's happening because I don't know where else I would ever find it. 
when you guys disappeared, I didn't I didn't know where to find that information. Yeah, there are some great <laughs> online news sources. Um, this is Reno does a lot of really good stuff. Uh, Double Scoop was started by our former arts editor, Chris Wagner, that is a statewide visual arts publication. But a lot of people don't know about them. It goes back to what we talked about at the start of the interview where um, a lot of people don't get their news online. And because these online news sources don't have the uh, resources to really advertise themselves, a lot of people don't even know they existed. You know, the news interview was online. Um, it came back shortly after it shut down in a limited way. But Frank was doing a lot of really amazing stuff for the year and a half leading up to our return to print. And people didn't even know about it because they didn't know it was there. And, you know, we we do a lot of um, not so free advertising by printing 25,000 of these copies and putting them everywhere from Sparks up to Truckee and Tahoe and Gardnerville and Minden. And so a lot of people know we're there. And so that comes to the importance of the print edition as well as being online. Well, so let's, let's talk to that fact. So advertisers, right? I mean, they kind of grease the wheels to make sure it gets printed. What kind of response do your advertisers say they get from being in Reno News and Review? They get a really engaged set of new customers because the people that are picking up the news and review are they're active. They're going out. They're picking up the news and review in places. They're caring about music and they're caring about restaurants and they're caring about food and they're caring about local politics. And so our readers tend to be a little bit more engaged, a little bit more better educated than a lot of other publications readers. And so we really have a, a lot of readers that our advertisers want because you know, Reno and Sparks or Carson City are growing constantly and a lot of new things are being added. And this is a good place that people can learn about them is in the news and review. So if people want to find out, one, where can I find Reno News and Review? Two, how could I potentially advertise in it? Or if I have a really cool story, is there a way that I can share information? Where would they go? If you call 775-324-4440, the number that has been our number since our Nevada weekly days back in 1993 when we started, our 30th anniversary actually is coming up in November, uh, that number will ring to my cell phone and I will answer it um, unless I'm in the middle of something. Uh, you can also email me at jimmyb, J-I-M-M-Y-B as in Bravo, at renonr.com. You can go to renonr.com. My email address is there. Frank Mullen's email address is there. We're very easy to get a hold of via phone, via email. The only way we're hard to get a hold of is we don't have an office anymore. That kind of went away during the pandemic. And, uh, you know, we're all working from home now. And, and offices for a lot of journalists aren't good anyway because news doesn't happen in an office. It's happening out there. Advertisers are out there. So we don't miss our office much other than getting together on occasion. But via email, via phone, we're easy to get a hold of. That's awesome. So kind of to wrap up our segment, what what would you like to share with folks that potentially, you know, have never picked up Reno News and Review? They have this, you know, it's going to be some left political thing or far right political thing. I mean, it really is not that. But, you know, people don't tend to venture forward if they have some preconceived notion about what this paper is about. Look at it. Take five minutes, go to renonr.com, go to any of the 700 locations where we're located, pick up a copy, take five minutes, look through it, click through it if you're online, and judge for yourself. I think the design elements, the writing, the things we're covering, I think you'll be convinced that way. I want to thank people for tuning into the Sherry Hill Show. I was so excited. I think I was up at TMCC. Yep. And I found a rack, and this was only, I would say, three months ago. 
and I saw the Reno News and Review, and I went, oh my gosh, it's back, because again, it had disappeared, and so I was really happy and excited to see it, so I grabbed several copies, of course, and always bring them back into the office, and so I want to thank you guys for stepping back up to the plate and bringing this great newspaper. I like that it is independent and that it's unique and it's fun and you're always going to find something interesting. Thank you very much. Yeah. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the Sherry Hill Show, where business and today, Reno News and Review has been amplified. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Tune in next week, same time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show. If you're ready to move your business from surviving to thriving, then join me for The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 1130 a.m. and Sundays at 1 p.m. on 93.7 FM. The Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. A gratifying career as a CSA Head Start teacher or early Head Start teacher is your chance of a lifetime. Hello, I'm Yvette Clark and I've been in Northern Nevada for over 50 years and I've worked at CSA for one year. We do a family restaurant style eating at Early Head Start and the kids try all new foods. We would love to have you join us. Give us a call if you're interested, 775-786-6023. Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursdays, 3 p.m. on 93.7 FM. Nevada Real Estate Radio.